la da 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 It's Leonie Dawson refuses to be categorized and she's got a new song. I'm pretty sure it sounds like the beginning of an Alanis Morissette song, maybe? No. Yes? Maybe. Who knows? Today, I wanted to talk about things to do when you're anxious. And maybe you're anxious about the fact that I thought that was a <laughs> Alanis Morissette song. I'm sure it's not. Oh, God. No, it's a Cranberry song. Cranberries, yeah, we did it. We did it, girl. All right, so I wanted to just give you like, some little tips of things to do when you're feeling really anxious. So first and foremost, it can really help to talk it out with somebody who knows how to respond with empathy and compassion and go, aha, of course, of course you feel like that. It makes total sense, babes. Instead of someone trying to fix you, I, like I'm definitely somebody who is a fixer and I've had to learn how to actually just listen and, and empathize. And even though you think fixing somebody is going to make it heaps better for them, it doesn't. And so what you need to do is just kind of meet them where they're at. So talking it out with people who can employ that empathetic approach is really important. Spending time in nature, of course, has like been proven scientifically just to change our mood levels change our hormone levels and whether that's as simple as putting bare feet in the soil whether it's as simple as planting a little kitchen herb garden like by your windowsill or looking out the window at birds or going to the beach if you can go to the beach whatever you can do that's easy and doable is going to make you feel lots better Name three things that you can smell, see, and feel in your body. This is a mindfulness technique just to get you thinking out of the future and just being present with right now. I found intuitive healing to be really useful. Kerry Rowett and Hiraboga are my favorite intuitive healers, and to me it's been such a, a huge part of my healing journey. Using controlled breathing can also really help as well. I had a wonderful doctor teach me to breathe in for five, hold for five, and then breathe out for five. And by having that space in between, it actually stops your diaphragm from um, moving so fast. And the diaphragm is the only muscle you can control in your nervous system. So by slowing down your diaphragm, um, it can actually help slow down the rest of your nervous system. And it's so effective that my doctor would call it like Xanax, Xanax breathing. So if you like the feeling of Xanax or you just want to feel less anxious, try that control breathing technique. I modified it slightly, however, because I did calm birthing classes before I, when I, when I was pregnant with my first kid and used it in both, both births with my kids. Um, and their physiological findings is that if you if your out breath is longer than your in breath, then your body goes into kind of a relax relaxation state. So what I do is I breathe in for four, 
I hold for four and I exhale for six or eight. And it's those breaths that go longer than your inhale. That's where you drop down into a deeper level of relaxation. Journaling can help as well. I had to do this motto with myself as well when I've had my first baby and I was just hurrying, scurrying about and felt like I would never get all the things done. I had to say to myself over and over, slow down, do less. So even when I was walking, I would go like walk really, really fast to try and get everything done. And I'd go, no, okay, just slow down, do less in order to be able to slow that nervous system down. Another useful technique to do is ask yourself, is this going to matter in five days, five months, five years? Is this thing, will you even remember it? Because I promise you there has been things that I've had days where I have just been catatonic with emotion about and so deeply distraught and I don't even remember what they are now. (laughs) Because that's how little they fucking matter. So it can help to really keep that in mind and ask yourself, am I really, do I know, really know the, the outcome of what this will be? I might be foreseeing the very worst, but I don't know the outcome. Exercise can help. I say Riley as I <laughs> I have damaged one of my discs in my back from doing a virtual challenge of walking the Camino. And so now I'm on like rehab for four months. So if you can exercise, that's great. Great. Good for you, doll. I'm so glad that your body doesn't dislocate from hypermobility. Orgasming. Let's put that out there. Orgasming is amazing for anxiety levels because you get swamped with feel-good hormones. Doesn't matter if you're doing it with someone or without, with well, with your own dear self. And orgasm is always a wonderful thing. As I like to say, there's no such thing as a bad orgasm. <laughs> uh, medication, medication's been hugely helpful for me, um, and I am so grateful for. The healing benefit that medication gives me. I'm a hippie, like you know that. And so I was super reticent to go on medication. I thought I would get really bad side effects. I thought it was unspiritual. I thought if I was just a better person somehow, I wouldn't need medication. But here's the thing, like you look at my family history and My people live really long lives. They live into their 90s and they're very healthy stock physically, but mentally completely fucked, just completely fucked. It is just a paradise of mental health issues, um, all different kinds of mental health issues. And that's okay. It's just part and parcel because mental health is still a part of your body. You know what I mean? Like it's still chemicals, it's still DNA at work. So... This is the thing, I inherited the DNA of pretty shit mental health. I am very lucky to be as healthy as I am mentally. And I, when I have medication, the effects of 
that genetics of not being able to produce enough hormones in my brain for me to stay super happy and chill, um, it goes away. So I'm going to just say a big fucking hell yeah for medication and I'm so grateful for it. And I will be out and proud about it for as long as there is stigma for taking medication. I know that like for some people they try medication and it doesn't work for them. Totally understand our bodies are completely different. And I also do like, and I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life by any means, but just know that there are lots and lots of different types of anti-anxiety medication as well. And you can change your dosage, you can change um, the type of medication that you're using and and, um, usually get much better results with it. I also use essential oils for anxiety. It makes a huge, huge difference for me, especially when I'm super tight and just need that feeling to stop, like that kind of panicky feeling. So that's when I put um, rub diluted essential oil on my chest over my diaphragm and it really slows it down. Of course, you want to use really good quality essential oils. I personally use doTERRA, but I am not a um, a brand snob whatsoever. Whatever fucking works for you. If you like Young Living or that Neils brand that's in the UK or whatever, just make sure it's really good quality stuff and that if you're going to apply it onto your skin, you absolutely want to dilute it down by putting coconut oil or um, any kind of oil really on it so it reduces your skin sensitivity, but it makes a massive difference. EFT or tapping um, can be really helpful as well. There is lots of videos on YouTube, uh, especially a dude called Tap with Brad, who by all accounts seems like a really lovely bloke. And um, he's sent me some lovely text messages before um, for like even mentioning his name. He's like super gracious. Anyway, um, (laughs) look at me name dropping now. Um, EFT can be really helpful. Therapy, of course, is really useful. Cognitive behavioral therapy is really useful. Um, My husband was just telling me, my husband's very much into psychology. He said that reading about cognitive behavioral therapy, there's a bunch of research that's been done, is that it can have pretty similar effects to actually going in and doing CBT. So there you go. Hot tip. Knitting. And those kinds of repetitive arts can be really useful because it sort of gets you into a a meditative state and it slows down your nervous system. And I find when I'm racing a bit, doing something like knitting can just help to calm the fucking farm down. The same thing with coloring. Yoga and Pilates can help with slowing down that nervous system. And of course, you want to be looking for yoga that is like decolonized yoga so that people are, you know, not cultural appropriating all over the place and giving a lot of respect to the culture that yoga um, comes from. Talking to your doctor is really important as well. Don't be afraid of your doctor. They can be huge, hugely, hugely helpful. And if they're not, get a fucking new one. I absolutely doctor shop. When I first moved to the Sunshine Coast, I think I went to five different doctors before I found one that I liked. Um, And I was so pissy about it. I was like, went to one and I was like, well, you're shit. Just a second. Nope. (sighs) Number three. Well, fuck you, you misogynistic pig. Number four. This is bullshit. 
Number five. Yay! I got there in the end. So um, find find somebody who resonates with you, who gets you, and who I always look for, for me and my husband, for somebody who is actually good with mental health and who understands it and who will take the time to go through it, who's not just kind of like a, you know, I'll prescribe antibiotics for your virus or whatever, but actually gets the nuances of mental health more. Uh, Art journaling is like creating a little room of your own in and creative can be creativity can be hugely healing acupuncture can be super useful especially in kind of crisis situations as well it can really slow down that nervous system quite beautifully i reckon it's like acupuncture is like fucking magic anyone who's an acupuncturist is a magician weighted blankets this is a big one for me i fucking love weighted blankets so you can buy weighted blankets online I have a cotton one you can get like the fluffy ones but I prefer breathable um you can get like those you know synthetic fluffy ones um but they yeah I I've got like what are they called single bed sized ones so they can like I can sleep under it my daughter sleeps under one as well I've got a nine kilo which is so heavy it's a bit hard to get out under uh I probably would have like but I am I am quite tall I'm 5'10 and I am curvy I am curvaceous um so I like the heavier weight but my daughter she'll sleep under like a six kilo one apparently it's supposed to be about like 10 percent of your body weight mine tend to like I tend to (laughs) overdose on the weighted so they're a bit heavier than that um like my daughter is not six is not 60 kilos to be using a six kilo one um but they're just hugely useful and the nine kilo one is so fucking phenomenal that as if I've got somebody over or staying with me, I'll put the, them under the weighted blanket and they'll be like, oh, this is so great. And then when one of my dearest friends, Tam, comes to stay, we like lay on the couch head to toe and put it over the top of us at the same time. <laughs> we share our weighted blanket. We're like, kids go to bed. And Tam and me are like, mm, yes, weighted blanket. Uh, and firm hugs work for the same reason as well. Is that kind of pressure um, can be really helpful and it also sets off your mammalian caregiving response system. Kristen Neff, who talks about self-compassion, talks about the research behind this quite a lot. If you hold on to, to somebody, that kind of warmth and comfort, it actually sets off um, nice hormones within our system. Needs to be about the 22nd mark, however. So even if you go in there and count for it, it's a good thing. <laughs> Anyway, loves, those are some techniques to help you with anxiety. If you're really suffering from anxiety at the moment, I really do encourage going to a doctor and creating a mental health care plan with them can be massively, massively useful. I do want you to know you don't have to suffer under this and this doesn't have to be something that controls your life. I know when I've been in the peak of anxiety and not able to sleep, feeling like I'm walking around with this kind of crushing weight on my chest and anything can set me off, um, that's that's when I know I've just got to pull out all of the healing tools at work until I'm better again. 
And I promise you, you can get better. I promise you, it doesn't have to be this way. And there's so many tools to help you. If you are interested as well, I do have an anxiety balm course as well, leonidawson.com forward slash anxiety. If you want to do more of a deep dive and um, into anxiety and healing anxiety, I've had anxiety for 10 years. I wouldn't say that I've healed it, but I've managed it um, myself. And I'm just happy to share what I know about anxiety with you if it's something that you're called with, like you're called to. Otherwise, go talk to your doctor. Please, please, please. Your life is so precious and I promise you it can be good. All right, my darling, I'm sending you so much love and good wishes. May you always be radiant and well and at peace in your own beautiful body.